Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. I'm a writer at MavsFanatic.com. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. Nick, I have a question for you. Always. Who's, who scored more points in the game one of the finals? Zaza or Clay Thompson? <laughs> Nothing easy. We're going to game seven. No, I don't think they're going to game seven. <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to be a long series, but still. One I thing, don't know. Will it be? One thing I want to note with, with the Zaza comment about the finals is all these former Mavs that are in the finals right now. We got Zaza. You have Richard Jefferson. Obviously, Darren Williams. Darren Williams did not look good tonight. He was, man. Has he he looked good this whole year? No, okay, real quick. He has. He actually played pretty well this year. Something fun that we did not plan. That we didn't plan for this. So we have Darren. We have Richard Jefferson. We have JaVale. JaVale. Zaza. Zaza, Dante Jones. Dante Jones. Okay. Kind of If I'm saying out of of those five right now. That's the weirdest starting lineup. (laughs) You you could have one of them on the Mavericks next year. Which one? Oh, could we just get JaVale and Nerlens together? Like, just... <laughs> can we get that back? Uh, of those, it's hard. that is kind of hard because it's like, eh, none of them are really moving the needle for you. Okay, well, Dante Jones never moves the needle, so he's out. <laughs> Dante Jones is a needle. The, uh, he is a needle. I guess I would have, to, go ahead I would have to say JaVale, right? Yeah. <laughs> Of the, I guess so. Of the five, because Richard Jefferson was was kind of unplayable too. Zaza played pretty well though. Yeah, I think it'd have to be Zaza. How, or how did Zaza make two like turnaround behind like like one eighty like spinning layups with English off the glass, like one on the left side and one on the right side? Like where was yes. that, <laughs> Zaza? That's, that's Zaza for you. After that's, he passed because... up two wide open layups in the first half. That's because he was almost an all-star starter. That, that's why he made those shots. He's, he's he's a serious NBA individual. All right, so we're going to talk about – we're going to keep going with our uh, our moving forward or going forward uh, series, I guess. We're, I sound like a preacher. Like, <laughs> open, open, you're the one with the theology degree, so <laughs> – we're gonna continue on here. We got I got a three point sermon today. <laughs> you apparently only go to cowboy churches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do uh, Yogi, JJ Beret, and Devin Harrison. So for these, if you didn't listen to the one yesterday, these are all. What are, what do they look like going forward? What's the role of these players? What, you know, what did they look like this season? Did they meet our expectations? And then uh, th- we can look at their contract and stuff like that and just see where they are and where we are with this player and see if they're going to be on the roster next year. So all of this is for next year. So we're not necessarily going to look at guys too long that we think they're going to lose. And one of those guys might be on this list today. So let's let's just start out with Yogi. I mean, that was 
it was a super fun story that happened in the middle of the year came at the exact right time because I know you guys write a ton like all the time <laughs> and uh man that that in the middle of the season right there right before Yogi came on it was bleak like it was just, that was just the dog days right there yeah it was and you know as Darren had just I guess he had just got hurt whenever they the the Yogi news came out and I'd kind of knew Yogi before, not personally, obviously, but sure. as far as I'm from Kentucky and he kind of had some big games against the University of Kentucky. And I knew, I remember seeing footage of him doing his bow and arrow stuff after at Indiana. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they brought him on. and He didn't do that once this it. season, did he? No, it's funny. That was the very first question I ever asked him. Oh, really? He showed up, he showed up for training camp. They signed him. He started at eight o'clock the next morning. I remember, I think it was a Saturday, Seriously. and just learning all day the playbook and Carlisle and everything. And but that, yeah, that was the first question I asked him of, hey, you know, are you going to bring the bow and arrow celebration? He's like, nah, bro, man, that's Wes's thing, yeah. man. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, the the insane thing about Yogi, and I don't even know if any everybody knows this, is that he literally came in on that Saturday and he started against the Spurs like the next day like he st- he came in on a friday it started on a saturday like <laughs> gosh yeah <laughs> playing next to dirk Nowitzki, like <laughs> trial by it. fire after only having played 10 games for the nets and not well he got cut by the nets twice he got cut earlier in the summer by the nets and then then eventually later in the season and that's how the mavericks were able to pick him up but i i don't want to do this too long but looking back at this this past draft where would yogi have gone for you oh my gosh Dude, it's funny you said that because I was looking at – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I did a, a, a little mini thread on Twitter months ago about where would Yogi's numbers stack up against second-rounders in this past previous draft. Yeah. And, I mean, except, he would – Except Brogdon and Pat McCaw. Uh, none of these other guys, like, even play. Like, <laughs> What, A.J. Hammonds? A.J. Hammonds no, didn't play. We'll talk about this with AJ Hammonds, but AJ Hammonds said to me one of the final games of the season, I was like, you know, how was it out there? Blah blah blah. He goes, that was the first time I played with Dirk Nowitzki. He had like five games left in the season. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I never played with Dirk on the same floor. Anyway, so back to back to Yogi. I, I think he would definitely be a first round pick, right? Yeah, it, it would. Yeah, but it would depend. It would kind of depend on his team too, because at the at his. Uh, the exit interviews when he was talking to us, he yeah. said he had a he worked out at, for a team before us, and somebody asked him. He said, "Hey, can you tell us that team?" And he said, "Philly." And they obviously decided not to sign him. Wow. And you kind of wonder would they take that back now? But probably I would assume so. But they have they <laughs> yeah. have they have their their point guard and savior T.J. McConnell. So their lord T.J. McConnell. So they're okay with that. <sighs> I don't know what I think about that guy. So Yogi's contract is interesting to me because they signed him They signed him for the rest of the season, obviously, and he played the rest of the, the season with the Mavericks. And then uh, they signed him to a team option this upcoming season. It's a $1.3 million team option. And then a $1.7 million like qualifying offer. He's a, he's a restricted free agent the season after next. So to me, that, that all of that says is like we don't trust this guy to stay as good as he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like putting the team option and then restricted free agents. So like restricted, like for the, for the team allows the team to have control of the player, and then team option obviously is control of the player. So like the Mavericks obviously had all the cards, which 
I'm surprised because he had he, he had that crazy week, and uh, where he, he had that seven game stint. He was averaging 15 points, almost three rebounds, almost five assists, two steals. He was shooting 44 percent from three, 95 percent from the line, and the team was five and two. <laughs> that's mm. that's probably the craziest stat of all that, like five and two. And so after that, you know, that 10 day contract, like I can't imagine why he, like another team wouldn't have swooped in and beat that offer. Yeah. But I think I think Dallas has always been, and even Rick, Rick wasn't playing the like negative Nancy card that bad. But even Rick was saying in his press conference is like, y'all need to you know slow your roll a little bit on this Yogi stuff, like because every question every day was about how great Yogi is. Yeah. And when Yogi was going off and everything, it was like, just just hold up a little bit. Like he's still, and I think they knew all along, even when he was like breaking out, if you want to say yeah. that, hey, this is a cool streak, but he could be our next JJ of the future. Like, I don't think he's full-time starter that, potential. That just goes back to what, what we talked about earlier is that it was such a bleak time in the season. There was nothing going on. And, and you know, love Harrison Martin's death, love Dirk to death, but they're just very consistent stars and they don't do anything like super flashy. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you write yeah. about all the time? Or what do you talk about all the time on podcasts where it's, you know, these two like consistent superstars are just stars or, you know, solid players and it's like gosh you know you can only you can only write the uh how is harrison barnes in his new role so many times <laughs> can i share my favorite story about yogi of, this year of course so we're after practice this is about what two to three weeks before all-star weekend and they all-star nba nba had not announced any of the participants yet for any of the events yeah and we're after practice we're talking to Yogi after practice and we're talking about just, I don't know, playing with the team or something and shooting threes more. And he said, he just nonchalantly said drops, man. Yeah. It's exciting watching Wes and we're going to get to see Wes shoot a lot more at the all-star weekend. You know, when he participates in the three point oh, yeah. shootout <laughs> and we're all kind of like, like Earl's looking at us. And we're all like kind of looking at each other. Like, did he just broke? Did he just break? news? <laughs> And so like ever, you know, he like the media, the little session ends and we're all kind of like grumbling and I hit him on his chest and I say, bro, you're like the new Woj now. And like, we all, everybody like, we're just kind of like chuckling about it. And he's like, <laughs> what? And then like some of the mass people are like, yeah, like no one had really said anything about who the participants are. <laughs> and then he was like super, like he wasn't scared, but he was like, man, I'm sorry about yeah, that. Right, I didn't like... know any better. I, I thought y'all already knew and. So it was just a fun moment. He's a cool guy. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I have this thing. We'll do a pod about it later. But I think that the Yogi Ferrell's numbers, his counting stats, and just his percentages really match up well with Isaiah Thomas in his first year. And it's Ooh. it's really interesting. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of going a little bit over what I wanted to do. But, I mean, Yogi's coming back. We're going to see him again. I'm, I'm interested as to why – Everybody is just moving on from Yogi so quick. I, I, I get that he's probably just the backup guard of the future, but I think that, you know, there's there's still more potential for him to grow there and still, you know, I think he could be starter potential eventually. Ooh, so you, okay. You just answered my next question. Yeah. You think he could be a potential full-time starter? Yes, and I don't think it would be on, like, a championship-level team, but maybe a playoff team if the right pieces around him are good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like Isaiah Thomas, you know, obviously he's you know thirty point per game scorer now, but but yeah, we'll we'll save that for a later pod. I'll bring that up. 
Well, in, okay. in August <laughs> when we got nothing going on. And, yeah. So I our, think his peak could be like a Patty Mills. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, like that's a, really that's good. Like a peak for me. But like at, at times, Patty Mills will probably eventually start for the Spurs. You know what I mean? Like that kind of. Like, yeah, I mean he's going to get paid. I mean this summer, so yeah, that level. So that's that's what we got for Yogi. That I mean his story has been pretty, be back. pretty much told. He'll be back, and we'll be you know assessing. It'll be fascinating when we bring it if we bring in a rookie point guard like a Dennis Smith or something because Carlisle's going to pick Yogi over a Dennis Smith type <laughs> pretty much every time. Yeah, and just seeing the dynamic of, you know, who's going to start. Let's say they do draft a Dennis Smith or Nilakina or somebody. Yeah. Then you got J.J., Yogi, Nilakina, Seth, who's going to be your starter. And, you know, just if if it's not Yogi or J.J., how do you, you know, play them together off the bench? How does that work? And I don't know. But, yeah, yeah for a team option at, what, 1.3, I think? Yeah, 1.3. For next year, I mean, that's getting that's already picked up, basically, so. Seriously. He's definitely going to be back, and yeah. There you go. All right, so moving on to J.J. Barea. He has uh, a really good contract. It was $4 million this year, and then it uh, de- descends basically the next two years. So guaranteed next year $3.9 million, then $3.7 million after that. So he's got a declining op- got a declining uh, salary, and it's just a really, really good deal for a, still a good guard, like a great backup point guard. <laughs> for Do you team. remember when he signed that deal and Mavs fans just like freaked out? Well, because he had, was like, his Minnesota was not good to him. <laughs> did not, <laughs> did not do well up there. Um, but I mean, his his stats are like almost the same <laughs> as they are right now. His role is just different. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Also, the cap going up as much as it did makes this contract look amazing. Like incredibly good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I love him. I'm, I think he's an underrated defender, just with his Ooh. size and everything. I think, I think he runs the offense pretty well. This his connection with Dirk, you know, that's just a fun one. But his ability to, you know, the lob threat with Nerlens. Yeah, I mean, that's instant fun watch. And at times he was the only shot creator for the Mavericks. Like you know, we wouldn't, nothing was happening, nothing was happening on offense, and then they'd bring in JJ Barea, and all of a sudden you, like the energy would just change on the floor. You know, like you, all of a sudden you have lobs to, to to Nerlens, or you have pick and rolls, you have pick and pops with Dirk. Like you, you know, he like he just has a really good feel for the game. That's probably what, you know because he's a you know eleven year veteran in this league, and he's you know played a ton of basketball. He's He's not even that old, too. He's going to be 33 next year. So he's getting up there. So by the end of this contract, I mean, it's it's just it's the perfect end to a contract right there. He'll be, what, 35, 34 yeah. at the end of it. And then, then you see if he's going to keep playing. But if not, that would be a cool – he should he should retire, Mav. Or just he'll he'll retire to Puerto Rico and be a, the, uh, you know, the coach. <laughs> the head coach. Vendios, my West. So there you go. JJ Brea coming back. Still like JJ, you know, still going to be just the, you know, the solid point guard. So if we got these rookies, these young point guards that are going to be, you know, all over the place, JJ is still going to be that solid, you know, guy to, to bring it all back to earth kind of. Yeah. JJ would be one of my locks on the roster or near lock that will, will be on the team next year. Yeah. Like, like, like he, his salary is obviously guaranteed, but they're not going to trade him. Like if you're gonna tell me right now, 
who has the higher percentage of being on the roster next season? Dirk? JJ Bre- <laughs> JJ Bray or Wes Matthews? Oh yeah. Who are you saying? Oh JJ, definitely. JJ, yeah. Yeah. So like I just I yeah. Just his role, his veteran leadership, his relationship with the Mavs, he's gonna be back. So Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, even though he did he, he didn't play a ton this year, which was kind of surprising to me. I like feel like he was always there, but he only played 35 games this season. He he kept on having that calf injury, yeah, and he hated it for him. But and then I mean, when you you know when you hit somebody as hard as he did, Blake Griffin, Oof. it's I mean you it's hard. I mean it's hard being that that bully and it's hard being picked on like that and that was i don't know that was such a night man that when they beat the clippers and gosh everybody hates the clippers we can uh, all we can yeah. all agree on that that everybody hates the clippers including big baby davis <laughs> did you see did you, this, yeah. this was on nba reddit that uh austin rivers was on the herd with colin cowherd and uh he said he started to say groin and he said growing no, he said. No, he said, "Yeah, it. he pulled his growing." We're like, "Are you like a country hick from like the middle of like Virginia? Like, where are you like, coming what? from?" You're like, "What's growing? Is something growing?" He's growing. What? You, like, he's like Giannis, and he's growing like like feet. <laughs> oh man! All right, the interesting one of these contract wise is Devin Harris. He has a uh, four point four million dollar non guaranteed contract. That doesn't guarantee until January 10th of 2018. So this could this could be interesting for Devin. I mean, he, he almost this. I feel like JJ and Devin are like the same thing in a way. <laughs> Just you know, like solid solid guard coming off the bench, like a calming factor. They're they're veterans. They're leaders. You know, they've been to the you know they've kind of been to the mountaintop. They you know all this. Stuff. If you had if you had to pick money aside, no throw the contracts out yeah if you had to pick which one you would want on the roster jj bray or devin harris who would you pick man that that's a hard one um the money is almost the same so um you're only like five hundred thousand dollars difference j so devin's never really been a good three-point shooter like he's always like 33 34 percent or below jj is at 36 this year so it's <laughs> But he's but Devin sh- can he shot 38 last year, so I I would take the the guy that could shoot threes. But Devin can you know Devin is definitely a better defender. Yeah, and Devin can guard. I think he can play the two better than JJ. And he's two years older, so if you're just talking one year, that doesn't make a huge difference. But also he can play yeah. he can play two and one. Yeah, I might take Devin. I might take Devin Harris in this. I think I would if the if the roles were flip flopped. I think. Or the money was flip flop, you know. I would take. I think I would rather keep Devin, but in this situation, you know, it's Devin's that is easily to cut ties with. Yeah, yeah, and it's non guaranteed, so it's not even like a player option. You know what I mean? It's like you know, all the yeah, the Mavericks still have all the power in this. And uh, I'm surprised I, I, when when people were talking about you know a player moving to like a championship team or like getting a second round pick for somebody instead of Darren Williams. I thought that the, that somebody like the Cavs or somebody was going to get Devin. I think he would have had a better effect for a team. Really? Than Darren. I think, yeah, I think why well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Cleveland, let's, you know, put Devin Harris in there for, you know, Darren, 
instead of getting beat by, you know, 30, uh, they might get beat by like 25. <laughs> <laughs> better defender, not a better offensive creator. Because Darren Williams had some double-doubles this year. Points and yeah. assists. But... He wasn't that bad. But yeah, so uh, an interesting thing about Devin Harris is before this second stint in Dallas, uh, per basketball reference, he played 84% of his minutes at, at point guard. And now... Like this past season, he I mean, he was almost exclusively a, uh, a two guard. He's 84%. So it literally flipped this season. <laughs> he was 84% a point guard, and this season he was 84% off the ball as a two guard. Um, last and year, I think that last year he, he even played, he played 16% of his minutes at three, <laughs> which is a testament to how crazy la- like the season before last was. Yeah. That's the 2015 yeah, I think he loves playing point because that last game of the season, you know, we played in Memphis yeah. and the De- DeAndre Liggins game. And <laughs> is that what it's called? And, De- and Devin, you know, got most of the minutes at point guard and they talked to him about it after the game. And he's like, man, yeah, it was, I don't know. I forgot the word he used, but he, he, he used a better word for nice. He was like, it was nice playing point. Like I enjoyed playing that position again. And, you know, you're not going to, if, if they, if they pick up his option or they guarantee his money, you know, he's not going to be playing point. He's yeah. going to be playing two, two again. So I don't know at the, when the season first ended, I tell myself he'll be back. I think he'll be back as the summers went along. The more I've regressed <laughs> and said, I don't <laughs> think he'll, I don't think he'll be back. Cause I, I want to throw this at you. So what did, what did you say? Nerland's money was going to be, if we max him out, about, about 25, 26. Yeah. Depending let's on, just, yeah. cause we still don't know what the actual cap is going to be. Cause okay. Let's get, just say the 20, BPI and all that stuff. Yeah. Let's just say 25. So let's just put Nerland's at 25. Yeah. Let's put Harrison Barnes at 23. Wes is going to be around 18 and Dwight Powell at 10. Yeah. Dwight yeah. Powell. No, he's, he's at nine. Exactly. Nine. Okay. So that takes us at what? 75 million, something like that. I'm doing that off the top of my head. Sure, math. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's around 75 million. So, okay. <laughs> that's before Dirk factors in. Yeah. So, that's Nerland's HB West and Dwight Powell. Then you're looking at free agency. You're looking at paying the first round draft pick, which I don't have those numbers off the top of my head you have, right now. You have all these non guarantees that, like, Dorian Finney-Smith and Devin. Yeah, Hicks, I mean, then you yeah you throw you throw in the little ones like JJ, Seth, and all this stuff. All of a sudden, you know that Devin Devin's four point four million. It's kind of important. Like you you know if we're gonna dish out a ton of money to Nerlens, you might think okay it's just four point four million for for Devin, and you're like that's not very much. But if we are gonna hand out a a, a big chunk to Nerlens, if Dirk stays at his number. That 4.4, it's important. It's crazy. So right now, like the the Mavericks guaranteed total for next season is fifty, just about sixty million, and so that's like not including Dirk, not including you know, uh, inclu- including including Nerlens for like four and four million. But like the inclusive total, which is like if you guaranteed all that, is already at a hundred million, even with Nerlens only making four million. So. If they if they max out Nerlens and they keep Dirk at his number, then they're they're in the tax. <laughs> you know, like they're they're big into the tax. They're like probably twenty yeah. million into the tax just with that. Not even counting the first round pick or you know 
anybody else. Because then they you, try would, to you would have you'd have Dirk and Nerlens at twenty five, right? Ba- yeah, something, like something around there. Basically, so HB at twenty three. So you have West si- at eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> So you're in like Clippers territory there, where you're like paying big money for three players, and you're like, I don't know where I can go with this, you know. And this is yeah. even like a worse level than the, than the Clippers. I was gonna say, except their three players they'd be playing are top, yeah. you know, twenty five, thirty have players, have made all NBA teams league. and all star teams and <laughs> stuff like that. That that's why when the I, I'm a huge West fan, and I would love to have him back, but that's when these trade talks, when people are talking about, hey trade west or dwight powell and everybody's like why why you know some some people are like why why not you know why do we have to trade him for money even with this spiked cap it's because look at it i mean if you're i mean that's a huge chunk of of payroll to that and but if you can ditch some of that then you can look at you know big time additions and the spiked cap doesn't mean that there's like money flowing everywhere it's kind of almost the opposite <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure yeah. So, so your gut feeling is is Devin Harris a Maverick next season? No, I don't think he is. I think, I I think they just come down to well. Hmm. So who do they play? Okay. Who do they play yeah. at two then? Do they go. They bring DeAndre Liggins back. They still have Wes Matthews. Well, at some point you got to figure out what the heck to do with Seth. I mean, yeah, he's probably if, it. And then we said, I mean, in Devin, I love what Devin said in his exit exit interview. And it's exactly what we all think too, except he needed to add rebounding. Well, no, he did say rebound. He did say rebounding. He said somebody asked him, "Hey, what what does this team need next year to take the next step?" And he said, "We need more shooting, and we need more rebounding." Okay, Fair. so where's our where's our shooting going to come from? So, you know, when we rebounding, I think that's going to be a free agency thing, unless you know we one of them we're going to help try to address on draft night. The other one, I think, we'll look at free agency, but. I don't know. I mean, at some point we got to make a change at, you know, or at least add somebody that can hit, hit a shot. make a change for once in my life. Nick singing now. Gonna oh, feel man. real good. Gonna make a difference. <laughs> yeah. You are no longer locked on that. <laughs> you are locked on Michael Jackson. <laughs> Your home for daily Neverland talk. We're definitely going to get the hate now. Your pop star every day. <laughs> I I think he's back. I just don't think they have any oh, other. Oh, you do. Yeah. I, if they move Wes Matthews, he's definitely back. And I just think that they like him. They like you know him being in Dallas. I think him and JJ are sort of like. It's just we had this we had this saying back at the the Christian internship that I did in East Texas. We called them lifers. Like they'd be at that place forever. Like they'll stay at the ministry forever. You, you I'm, per, I'm sure you have people at like college that do that. They're lifers. They'll just be there forever. Yeah. They'll graduate immediately, start working there, and they'll just work there their, their entire lives. I'm sure this is any business. You have a lifer, and I just feel yeah. like now Devin Harris and JJ have sort of slipped into that role. They're just lifers. They're just Maverick lifers. I, w- I want to believe that, but at some point you have to figure out. Okay, is Devin? Is Devin or JJ going to accept the fact that they could be not dressing at some point? You know, because at some point, if we're going to bring younger bodies in, we got to play them. So if JJ and Devin's brought back, then what about Yogi and Seth? What about the new draft pick? You know, are we going to throw Dennis Smith to the bench or are we going to start him and then try to figure out backup minutes with JJ, Yogi, Devin? Yeah. And we can't add any free agent guards because you're not going to play. You know, so 
that's my only thing is if we're going to move forward with the youth movement, save the money and then look at some other younger options. Cause you do still have that veteran in the backcourt and JJ. So you still have veterans on the team, but I love Devin. Devin's Devin was awesome this year. Fun to talk to cool locker room guy, but <laughs> there was a, there was a game where he scored like, I can't remember exactly. I'll try to look it up, but there's a game he scored like double digit points and had like just a really good game. And uh, we all just started crowding around his locker room. And he goes, he like turns around and he had this face like really wide eyed and just like, oh, me? Like, <laughs> like y'all, y'all here for me? <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, Devin. Oh, man. I think it was this Washington game in, Janu- in January. He had 17 points, four rebounds. They won the game. I just remember him talking a bunch of NFL crap. About what the Vikings, and, I think. And I remember, uh, yeah, because he's Minnesota. So I remember. Uh, I also remember during the NCAA tournament when Wisconsin lost, that he's like, it, everybody's asking him to make a bet, and he's like, "No, I got to pay him off, and I got to pay him off," and I <laughs> point to all these people because <laughs> they're all trying to make bets with him. The college, the college thing in NBA is still kind of funny to me when it gets to be the tournament. Guys start, you know, pulling out their old jerseys and hanging them up, <laughs> hanging like sweatshirts yeah. in the middle of their locker and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. You have the Duke UNC thing with Seth and Harrison. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So, all right. Nerlens. This was also a lot of fun. We went over, but we also did three players. So, there you go. Yogi, JJ, Devin. Of the three, Devin's the least likely to come back, but he probably will. And if anything, they'll bring him back, and his, his guarantee date isn't until January 10th. So, that's the date you kind of have to look for to see if, you know, if they're gonna cut ties, they can do it cleanly. Then you know what I mean. Or if or if Dallas goes with like a Jonathan Isaac or OG Ananobi or somebody you know or Markkinen something like that on draft night, then yeah, that obviously pushes the likelihood of Devin coming back a little bit more. I wouldn't say guaranteed, but pushes it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right, well, you've been locked on Mavs. Again, I'm Nick Angstead, joined by Isaac Harris. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit, him at Isaac Harris NBA. Our Twitter handles are in the bio or the description, the bio <laughs> are in the description of this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, guys, and uh, keep checking back to Locked On Mavs. Also, go ahead and read Mavs Fanatics, Smoking Cuban. Got good stuff going up every day. Peace out. Boom. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.